Rob, it's another episode of Shorts for Summer, and I don't have any banter, so I did what everybody does uh-huh. when they need banter. I typed in banter into my search bar. Oh, oh, really? You binged it? Yep. I altivisted my way <laughs> to the concept of banter. And what and, did Jeeves have to say? Um... It recommended a few dictionary definitions and then suggested maybe I wanted to go to the hooch and banter. The hooch and banter. In Frederick, Maryland. Or, hey, maybe you've thought about going to the Kramer Books and Afterwards Cafe. Their website mentions banter. Really? Well, listen, (laughs) why do you need a podcast when you could go where there's physical books? Isn't a podcast just an awkward conversation in a bookstore anyway? Really? Hope not, or our monetization plan is badly designed. (laughs) It's time. Time for a thrilling story of romance, adventure, mystery, anything with an expired copyright. It's time for another Interrupted Tale. Hello, and welcome to the show that usually ends. Another episode of Interrupted Tales, the podcast where my friend and I take turns reading stories to you, the listener, while the other person constantly interrupts. As always, I am Rob, and I'm joined tonight by the Crystal Pepsi to my new Coke, Alan. How are you, Alan? I'm more of a Diet Coke blood orange. Oh, no. Well, I thought that maybe I had a little... Bad boy in me, but uh Alan, let's face it, you're you're very vanilla diet coke. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, maybe some we'll... might even say a Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I would never say that. That's low. Okay. That's low. Delicious, but low. I'd like to introduce everyone to our new sponsor, Coke Zero. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there, Alan. We'll get there someday. And we're going to get there through such great episodes as this one. Uh, this week, we have a tale of future imperfection from the February 1950 issue of Fantastic Adventures magazine. What's it called, Alan? It's called Building Blocks by Milton Matthew, who is suspiciously named. Why? I don't know. It sounds like a uh, sounds like a pseudonym. For Matthew Milton? Is that what you're exactly. saying? <laughs> I'll never find I didn't, out. I didn't say it was a good pseudonym. Just a pseudonym. <laughs> well, uh, regardless of who actually wrote this, it's now time to grab your protein pills and curl up in your favorite acceleration chair while we read you this week's tale. Excuse me, excuse me. No, this was written by K.J. Rowling. I assure you, I had nothing to do with the very prominent Harry Potter series. was 500 million years after the world had been a warm and vibrant planet, and the feeble sun that now warmed it was a dying ember, slowly radiating away its substance into the freezing reaches of outer space. The final season of NCIS. Yes, yes, Harmonbot version 4.49 million thought it was finally time to hang it up. 
You know, ever since Harmon Bot 2.0 starred in the first season, it's it's been an inevitability, Rob. The heat death of the universe and the end of NCIS. I knew he'd been replaced from the guy who was in summer school. I knew it. Oh, no, that was Harmon 1.6. Yeah. Uh, the finest Harmon, in my opinion. Coos, the archaeologist, strained his feeble muscles within his warm and heated metal suit. And hold on, hold on, sorry, we're going with coos on this one. <laughs> what, what, is supposed to be cuz? You know, it's a tough call, to be honest. Hey, cuz. All right, I'll go with cuz. Sure. Cuz, the archaeologist, strained his feeble muscles within his warm and heated metal suit and tugged harder on the buried object. What? He grunted exultantly as oh. it came free. No, no, cuz. <laughs> And I, definitely not coos. That's, the, that's definitely not what I'm calling. And I, what if I told you repeatedly about not exultantly tugging on your pseudopod? Do not hey, do that. Hey, coos got a coos, man. Oh, God. God. Here, maze, he screamed. I found another block. It's made of lead, too. Precious, precious lead. I dream of the day our... Scientists can learn how to transmute gold space gravel into the very valuable lead. You know, Alan, I've been watching a lot of late night TV. Okay. I learned. I, sorry. Congratulations on your 87th birthday, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I spend most of it watching network TV mm -hmm. um, over the airwaves. And I've discovered that what I really need to do is uh, put my money into lead. You do. Great uh, infomercial uh, starring Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cash for lead. And uh, I basically sold all my uh -huh. wife's jewelry to uh, to turn into lead. And I am going to be a gajillionaire in about mm, 500 million years. Yeah, I, I bet. I mean, he's got to finance Machete 3 somehow, right? <laughs> Machete in space. His companion stumbled across the dusty plain to his side and stared with amazement through the Viziport. Yeah, the Viziport. Uh... Hey, listen, Rob, it doesn't matter what kind of alien you are. Your suit's always going to have a Viziport, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a Pizziport, <laughs> and a Shizziport. <laughs> Sometimes it's the same port. It depends. You do you. The Cloaca port. <laughs> oh, no, not we're not going back to the Cloaca Got to go back to the cloaca. Not a not a film you want to watch with your parents. <laughs> Another one. He breathed incredulously. Wait, Had is that how you breathe? <laughs> how am I doing this? <laughs> oh my god, it's happening again. Who? Why, why didn't they tell me this was gonna happen? <laughs> hey guys, guys, I'm not gonna think about breathing for a minute, and I'm gonna say, "Oh my god, I did it again." <laughs> The Academy of Science will be amazed. We'll soon be able to reconstruct an entire dwelling. Yes, from the historical digital blueprints we've unearthed, mm -hmm. apparently their blocky dwellings enabled them to keep out their natural predators, the creepers. <laughs> That's They're very, very square-shaped dwellings as well. Yeah, square-shaped blocks make square-shaped dwellings, Rob. <laughs> That's a good point. Everything I've learned about anthropology tells me that. Uh, cuz? Coos? Whatever gets you going. Cuz rested from his labors and sat down beside the square leaden block 
He shook his head. I can't understand what manner of people these ancestors of ours were. I mean, they've found themselves on the brink of total destruction and pulled back, only to let it happen again. How could they pull out of the Carly Rae Jepsen disarmament agreement? <laughs> they saw it coming, Mike. How could they let it happen? Alan, please. Nobody could have seen the Sino Takeshi 6 9 armament plan work. And, and, and you're forgetting totally about the uh, Cardi B Lend Lease Act. Oh, that's a matter for the historians, Rob. Why did they use lead in their buildings? Instead of eating it for its sweet, sweet flavor and health benefits. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like lead. You know why? Why? It's too heavy. Um, I thought you were on the uh, Treo keto plan. No, I, I no? switched. No, I, I switched at some point to a Weight Watchers asbestos monthly plan. Monthly. Yeah, yeah. You you pretty much just pay for the months that you survive eating asbestos. I don't have a problem with that. It's uh, I don't get why you need to go to counseling to talk about eating asbestos. What was the purpose? The blocks survive a half a billion years. They show a high degree of technological skill. Yes, the intellect required to take a square into the third dimension. It's hard to believe they didn't have help from ancient astronauts, which is them. <laughs> right. It's, it's snake-eating itself. But of all the metals to use, why lead? Maze settled beside him and nudged the block with metal boot encased toe. Ow. <laughs> well, what did he think was going to happen? I think they assumed that he had some kind of steel-toed boot. Uh, yeah, this one's made out of lead. <laughs> His foot stirred up a whirl of dust. The dull sun started to settle below the horizon. Do you believe Gazzano's hypothesis? He asked finally. Yes, the hypothesis that mediocre cover bands can always get gigs even 25 <laughs> years later. I don't know. What were they doing? The uh, um, All right. Now. Gazanos. <laughs> I know nobody else gets that. That's, this is a very specific There's a reference. corridor from Greenbelt, Maryland to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania that is very familiar with the uh, I cover band Gazanos. <laughs> I think you're uh, also discounting the entire Northern Virginia block. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah. They they're... love their version of Come On, Eileen. We, we missed the reunion, I think. <laughs> the Gazano's hypothesis re reunion? Gonzo'sNose.com. Thanks for 20 great years. Gonzo's Nose has played its last shows. Oh. Okay, we lied a little. One reunion show in 2019. <laughs> Terrera Winery, July 13th. Click here for tickets. Sorry, world. Oh, oh. We should have told you. You really let the world down, Godzilla. Shorts for summer. We were just a tiny bit late. <laughs> sorry, GN. You guys. I mean, sorry for spending like two minutes on this stupid bit that you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> no, but those who follow the uh, Maryland, D.C., Virginia cover band scene, the they are laughing uproariously. Yeah. <laughs> The leg warmers are uh, throwing things at the screen right now. Yep. Cuz threw back his little head, and a gust of laughter shook him. 
Don't be funny, he gasped after a moment. There were no such things as radioactive storms. Just like there were no such things as polar ice caps. Stop being a climate stay the same denier. <laughs> Do you honestly think people protected themselves against storms with walls of lead? When it's clear from the records that they relied on a system of teleporting space magicians from State Farby and Beta. Just don't invite their agents. They have a real rivalry with sports agents. I don't know why. The records are spotty at best. What? Is that a State Farm commercial? I don't. Eli Manning. Oh, and the, the country guy? Hold on. That was nationwide. No, oh, damn it. Okay. Well, we'll forget it. Brad Paisley. Oh, is he in commercials? He, that's the commercial they're in together. Him and Pete Manning and Brad Paisley. <laughs> it's not Peyton Manning. It's Eli Manning. You're wrong. What? The, the nationwide commercials have Peyton Manning in them. I know what Peyton Manning looks like. Oh, hey, congratulations. <laughs> hey, folks, I'm going to make a joke here. It's about uh, the bitter rivalry between them and the uh, Manning-Paisley race of uh -huh. the nationwide nebula. Because uh -huh. Rob can't get his act together. Oh, boy. Grudgingly, Mays admitted his error. No, I don't. But remember... We always detect a little radioactivity with the lead. Yep, it's simple, cuz radioactivity naturally goes with lead and just four steps. Mm -hmm. Radioactive. Okay, okay. The firm. Oh. Jimmy Page. Mm. Led Zeppelin. Bam. Done. I feel like uh, there's a cream step in there somewhere. No. no. Oh, God. Oh, have I shamed my family now? Oh, cream. No. That's the yard birds, Robin. Oh. Before Led Zeppelin, you, you don't have. Damn it. You clearly did not take AP physics. <laughs> Abruptly, Cuz arose and picked up the leaden block. Let's get back to the copter, he said. Let's just admit that the ways of our ancestors were beyond us. What noble people they must have been. Yeah. <laughs> To the to us reading it in 2019. What noble people. <laughs> Truly, the, the noblest of people. I'm comfortable with the mantle they've put upon us. Yeah. I like that. I like it. Frankly, it's uh the most sci-fi part of this entire story. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's very fictional. The thin air whistled around them. Hey, if you ignore science entirely, we're fantastic. <laughs> Well, that's what we've been doing all these years, so <laughs> work it out for us. <sighs> the thin air whistled around them, and the two archaeologists shivered in their insulated suits. <laughs> hey, hey, that's that's a, that's a, faithful a eulogy, Rob, in their language. That's not appropriate. Also, maybe they just cleaned out the visiport. I don't know. <laughs> It's, a, it's automated. So every few it's seconds, just makes it noises just, every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. They've gotten yeah. used to it. We're the Philistines who don't understand their futuristic Oh, ways. of course. Yeah. And as it keened around the scientists, a hundred million ghosts sighed with it. But the unsounded words, atomic war, were never imagined, much less heard.
The End. Chilling, Alan. Chilling. Well, yeah, the sun had burned out. <laughs> and and so even more chilling than I originally intended. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, this is the kind of story that makes me think about the errors of our ways, Alan. What does it make you think of? Is there a particular moral that you could have gotten from this tiny little gem of a story? It makes me think that they had to fill about five paragraphs at the end of a page. <laughs> We got half a page to go. Um, anyone got any ideas? Milton. Um, blocks, blocks, building mm-hmm. blocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about blocks. Blocks. I love it. Get it to me in man, 30 minutes. You got enough time for that? Uh, definitely. Yeah. If you don't want me to stretch beyond the initial concept of blocks. <laughs> nope. I wouldn't okay. want you to at all. Rob, I think there is a moral to this story, and I think it's pretty clear that uh, lead's the only thing that's going to survive a nuclear apocalypse, so Danny Trejo says, get eaten! (laughs) That's what I got wrong about the infomercial. You're supposed to eat the lead, not save it. I've been filling up my entire basement with lead! Oh, I think this story, frankly, the moral of this story is not to be taken in by late night Danny Trejo. And that's probably a story a lot of women have learned from. So I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that's about all we could possibly learn from this story. Yeah, I think you're right, Rob. Except uh, deadlines are tough. That's a real lesson to be learned. Something we know all too well. (laughs) Well, that that about wraps it up for uh, this week's Summer Short, Not in Summer. I hope everybody tunes in next time for another exciting Interrupted. Because I have found a tragic audio recording from the last days before the end. Hmm? It says, how did we get this far? It came without a warning. And in the nighttime, you tell me your whole life. You and me get too real, but all I feel is all right. No, because they did it. They blew it up. They jepsified us. Tail! Hey, Lindsay, are you ever curious about those old books with weird covers in the bargain bins? Oh my god, yes. Hey, Daniel, would you be in a book club where no one reads the whole book? Funny you ask, because that's our show, 33% Pulp. You, I, and a guest host each read a different third of a pulp novel and then recap the whole thing together. We start with context, the author, genre, themes, and so on. By the end of the third episode, you'll have heard the main plot, our commentary, and confusion. And sometimes we have companion episodes with related content from beyond the book with other podcasts. We're 33% Pulp and 100% Hopeful you'll join us. Bye! Bye.